0: At LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions supply.
1: This podcast is brought to you by... No one. Charles, Charles Leclerc. Leclerc locks up on Sergio
2: Perez. He was trying a move to get second place in this race. Perez comes back at him. Sebastian Vettel comes back at Charles Leclerc. And Charles Leclerc, who had the podium in his sights, has to settle for fourth. P4,
0: P4, slow button on. You did a good job. Really good job. No, I did a job, I did a job. I did a job, I did a job, that's it. I did a job. I am so sorry to the whole team. I am stupid. As much as in Baku. Congratulations to Fifth Ep, he deserves it. It It's not been a a good year for him. Even if I'm so myself, he's done a great job, man. I hope he will
2: enjoy it. On the show today, we preview everything happening in Baku, the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, predict the top five things that will happen this weekend, and we discuss the George Russell versus Valtteri Bottas debate and break down all the numbers. Also, much, much more, but first, we need to hand the mic over to a man. No, 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 make that the man. Man, that is so good looking. He makes David Schwimmer from the Friends Reunion look like Matthew Perry from the Friends Reunion. That man is David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out, and away we go.
1: Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax for the Park it in My Ferme show. Here is your host, Caldy. That
2: is right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. It's your main squeeze, Cody aka the Cold Potter, but surfacing from the River Nile, where I will submerged. Beneath the surface, looking for all the F1 news that was out there, and boy, did I find a whole bunch to share with you today. Episode 43, and what a show we have for you today, oh my god, not again. Sorry guys, I should have turned that one off. Yes, this is he, my firm mate. You found it, you found my firm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we can stop the manhunt because my Fermat has been located. Park it on up in there if you stumble across it as it is the Park In My Fermat show. The Formula One show that talks all things, news, opinions, discussions, results, previews, beef, chicken, turkey of the Formula One calendar. And some of you have asked for it. And when you ask for it, the pimp family gets it. I spoil my lovelies. The Park In My Fermat show has set up a Patreon where there will be some goodies coming your way extra content once a week how about that access to participating in the weekly polls and more any support will be put back into the show for the extreme diehard fans link in the description of course but never fear for the rest of you this water-dwelling mammal will be bringing you the f1 goodness twice a week head to parkerby.com to download all the episodes ever made better yet Hit the subscribe and follow button on your podcast app. Tap it harder than Verstappen taps Kelly PK. So you can hear my smooth, soothing, sexy sounds twice a week. But on the show today, Baku race preview. George Russell versus Valtteri Bottas. Stat of the week and much, much more. So grab a glass of vino. Put your feet up. Change into something a little more comfortable and get ready. For the news. News, 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 news. Cody, Formula One news. Pocket in my firm Formula One news. It's the pimp news, pimp news. Didn't steal this, it's definitely the pimp news, pimp news, pimp news. Coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah. It is pimp news time. Whistleman, jump on in. Uh, We're going to be talking straight away about Red Bull and how they're not rushing to sign Sergio Perez for 2022. Now, I don't want to be Captain Obvious, but I I would agree that's probably the smartest thing. Also, we're only five races into a 23-race season, so no team should be locking it down unless, of course, you're McLaren, you have Lando Norris, he is your future, that's who you're building around. But for number two drivers, I I would suggest all teams aren't trying to lock them down just yet. Alright, I know Mercedes are talking, we're, we're the whole George Russell versus Valtteri Bottas debate again. Okay, they're not in a, a, a rush to sign Bottas, are they? So of course, Sergio Perez has not been lighting up the tracks like everyone thought. So Red Bull, no rush to sign him or start 2022 contract talks. This is what Helmut Markle had to say. We are very sought-after partner on the driver market. I don't think a driver will enter into negotiations or a deal with any other team until he has tried to come to an agreement with us. We are now fully focused on the World Championship, and we don't see any problem there in terms of who will be Max Verstappen's teammate next year. It will certainly be a competitive guy, but there is still some time. Perez, one of the grid's most experienced drivers and winner of last year's Sakia Grand Prix in Bahrain, was brought in after driver Pierre Gasly and Alexander Albon They raced me so hard Struggled alongside Verstappen Marco said Perez has shown glimpses Of matching Verstappen so far Let's start with the positive That's the race performance It's very good Sometimes at Max's level He proved that in Monte Carlo When he went for the overcut Yeah, what would he go? He went from 8th down to 4th or something? over Hamilton, Vettel and Gasly. Amazing. And that was three of four laps where he drove the fastest laps overall with already very used tyres. So the race pace is there. The area where we're still lacking is in qualifying. We need to see an improvement there. Now, that's what Marco, um, Helmet Marco had to say. I agree. I don't think I think teams are so quick because they're looking at their number one driver that they go, well, our number two driver needs to be as good as the number one driver. You know, we want to see that competition up front like what we had with Rosberg and Hamilton. You know, that caused more dramas than it was excellent for the fans, but horrible for a team. You want your number two driver to just be competitive so you can help out with strategies up the front. You know what Bottas has done for Hamilton the last few years not so much this year but overall last few years he's been up there so they can run different strategies and make Hamilton win easily. Is Perez gonna be able to find that pace consistently to help out Verstappen? Starts in qualifying and right now it's not there but he's not alone he's one of the new drivers in a new car Danny Wick is also unable to find any sort of pace in that McLaren Carlos Sainz would be the most successful out of the three drivers that have switched seats. Or three competitive drivers that have switched seats. Sorry about that, Sebastian Vettel. But yeah, I I don't see a rush to sign anyone for next year. Wait and see. Wait till the summer break. got plenty of time. But let's move on in other news. There was whispers about Danny Rick going to Ferrari in the off-season... But apparently talks never extended past a phone call. Asked what happened during contract talks in an interview with ESPN, Danny Rick said, It was never close enough that there was any exchange of any paper. There was a bit of phone calls, but even then, it never got into details. No numbers, years. There was chatter and all of that sort of stuff. And for sure, when there was no Italian on the grid for a few years, I think I was seen as the closest thing and people said I would be, good, would be a good fit. Riccardo said he was a Ferrari fan as a child, but did not have his heart set on driving for the Italian team when he started out in Formula 1. Growing up as a really young kid, before I was racing, it was Ferrari that I supported. We were, I guess, a Ferrari family because my dad was born in Sicily. But that was kind of it. And in saying that, dad was also a massive center fan. So we didn't live and die by Ferrari. I had a little bit of Ferrari merchandise, but it wasn't my dream to race for them. My dream was always to get into Formula One. Which is fair enough, and I think that is a part of... I mean, if you have a look at it, what, what, how many teams we've got? We've got 10 teams, and how many countries do those 10 teams make up? Like, three? Four? You know, most of them are based in the UK. Renault in France. Ferrari in Italy. Passer, your American team. Like, you know, if you're not from one of those four countries... Then you're gonna probably follow drivers rather than teams, yeah? But it, it would would that have been a good fit? I mean, we're looking at it now, Carlos Sainz is doing alright, Ferrari seemed to have turned it around. But I think Danny Rick made definitely the right choice of the teams, even though he seems to be struggling right now with McLaren, you know, at that time, you you could not have Ferrari were down in the toilets last year. He made the right choice indeed by going to McLaren. I think he's gonna start turning around. Whether or not it's this weekend, I don't know, but he will hit form. I think the second half of the season, Danny Rick will be one of the more competitive drivers on on the track. He just needs to get that confidence up in that car. That very reliable, good car, just needs that confidence and he'll be fine. Moving on. No, no moving on. That's it. That's it for the news. Only a couple of stories. You know why? You know why there's only a couple of stories? Cause we're getting ready for Baku, baby, Azerbaijan. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, get excited because it's Raw Seek Race Week, baby. This time we are headed to Baku, back to back street Circuits. But let's hope Baku can bring us a little more than what Monaco did. Race 6 of the year will be an interesting one. It will be the race where we start getting very clear picture of what's going to be going on this season. The pack starts separating. The leaders extend their lead. The midfield bunches up and tightens like a sphincter. And the bat markers start going backwards and have well and truly packed it in and started focusing on 2022 if they haven't already. Will Max continue to hold Hamilton back in second place? Will Bottas and Perez finally find some form? Can Ferrari continue their good run of late and overtake a McLaren team where only half the drivers seem to have it going Going on? Got their act together? So many questions to be answered this weekend. The narrative. Oh, we got some narrative. Well, lucky for you, I, I know absolutely everything there is to know about Formula 1. I'm the great predictor the Court of Hotimus has seen into the future. I'm like Doctor Strange. I've seen four, four billion variations and, and there's a couple that I like. I'm going to share with you today my favorite people in the world. All the answers of everything that will happen this weekend in Baku. So let's have a quick look. Let's start with the circuit itself. It's a 3.7 mile stretch of tight turns, short, straight, slow corners. And one flying long straight along the pit lane there. Now that's where it separates itself from Monaco. The straight down the pits is going to lend itself to more overtaking. So again, with only the one main straight, it's going to to help the cars that are great in the corners. The cars that did well in Monaco will do well in Azerbaijan. Your Ferraris, your Red Bulls, your Lando Norrises. They're going to do well. But because of the straight, it brings the Mercedes into the picture as well. Where their Monaco weekend was horrible, they will turn it around in Baku. You watch and see. But they still won't be on the level of the others. I still think the Red Bulls are going to have that advantage just because they do have the pace still in a straight line and those tight corners. They're just so much quicker as well. So let's start off each session. Break it on down. So in free practice... Let's take a look at what's going to happen. I think, again, your Ferrari set the tone early on. They go out there and flat out dominate in FP1. Purple sectors all across the board. And P1 and P2 go to Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. I think they go head-to-head for the first few practices. Mazepin is going off into the runoff area. I'm telling you that right now. It's inevitable. And I think Tsunoda has a shocker. He doesn't seem to be progressing, but more regressing as the season goes on. FP2... We'll see the Red Bull start to ramp it up. They won't be the quickest, but they're going to start to ramp it up. I still think the Ferraris hold on. I can't see the Mercedes taking them down in the final final free practice either. And more questions will start to be asked of Bodice as the whispers of George Russell stealing his seat start getting louder and louder. But they're your free practices. So Ferrari are going to start out strong. Red Bull are going to come back at them hard. And I think Mercedes, they're just going to be, I wouldn't say sandbagging, but they're just going to be sitting back and watching. But now we move on to qualifying, and it's not going to be like Monaco, where quali is king. But it is still very, very important here at Baku, Azerbaijan. Q1, we will see business as usual. However, after the initial run, we will see a yellow flag caused by Mick Schumacher going off in the first corner. Yes, I said Mick Schumacher, not Mazepin. I, don't. I love you, Mickey boy, but I think you're going off. That hurts a lot of the other drivers. It doesn't red flag the race, but the yellow flag certainly hinders a lot of laps. But because of the large runoff area, no huge shocks. That's the large runoff area of that corner. That is. There's not a lot of large runoff areas anywhere on this track. But there's no huge shocks uh, going to going to occur during Q one. The two houses: Nikita Mazepin, Tetygrabar. And Mick Schumacher, Latifi, damn Raikkonen are all eliminated. Perez shocks everyone by setting the fastest time. I'm seeing... I'm looking into the crystal ball right now. Are you calling me a liar? Ahead of Verstappen and then Lando Norris. Let's move on to Q2. Now, tyre choice and strategy are going to be huge in Baku. Because of the sharp, slow corners, the tyres are going to be screaming... Be changed so tie choice is king q2 is vital at setting up for the race no dramas in q2 however crofty and brundle get excited because sir lewis hamilton sets the fastest time in q2 but then Karun chandok in the break afterwards needs to remind them that there's still a session to go a big shock exit in q2 i hate to say it danny rick he struggled didn't feel confident in the mclaren didn't push it to the limit he came out for a final run and the pressure was on. It got too much for him and he lost control of it. Nicking one of the walls and damaging the front wing. Joe Russell, Alonso Vettel and Ricardo all execute too. Good to see George Russell again out qualifying his teammate. Talk about that a little bit later on in the Russell versus Mottas debate. Time for the main event of Saturday. This is going to be... This is going to get good. Stroll and Ocon wait until after the rest complete their first run to go out on track, but barely made a dent into the rest of the field. Perez sets the fastest time at the start of the second run. Norris beats him out, and everyone is getting excited that Norris could end up on pole. Bottas crosses the line but wasn't able to beat Norris. Hamilton gets held up by traffic and qualified in third. With only Verstappen left on the track, he flies through and pits Norris by two tenths to qualify on pole. Oh, my lord. Oh, I'm excited for the race. This is fantastic. So to sum up qualifying, Mazda, Schumacher, Latifi, Sonoda, and Giovan, Nazi racing car, Jesus. George Russell, Alonso, Vettel, Ricardo Stroll, Ocon, Gasly, Sainz, Pelez, Leclerc, Hamilton, Bottas, Norris, and Verstappen. Verstappen on pole ahead of Lando, Norris, and Valtteri, Bottas. What a qualifying session. Hands are tightening because I'm getting a wee bit excited, but it's now time. To talk about the race itself and what a start by hamilton and the clerk did you see that norris struggled off the line and the two houses come together at the first corner yellow flag with the resumption of the race we have verstappen ahead of norris hamilton and the clerk bottas and perez drop off along with signs hamilton complains the tire issue then becomes a factor pit stop incredible 1.92 seconds by hamilton amazing bottas then needs to pit the next lap the wheel gun of one of the pit crew flies into, into Bottas's lap. And it's switched on somehow. And now his nuts have been loosened in the cockpit. And Bottas once again needs to retire from the race. It could only happen to Bottas. Hamilton keeps the pressure on Norris. But while trying to overtake on the pit straight, he turns into Norris and both drivers crash and have to retire from the race. Verstappen cruises home for a win with both Mercedes retiring along with Norris Verstappen from Leclerc from Perez. What a race that was, so incredible. Can't believe the Mercedes pit crew again screwed over Valtteri Bottas. Well, what you need to do now is go down to your bank, get a second mortgage taken out against your home and place it all on Verstappen getting that W because the Flying Dutchman is going back to back with race wins, ties it up. Three wins a piece for the season. Well. Now that I've ruined your weekend, I've told you exactly what's going to happen. You know, you know what's going to happen. We need, we need to turn this around. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. How about, how about, how about your start of the week? I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cool, these a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, stat time, yeah. Oh, so much stats, so many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, Stats, 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 yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. It's Cody's stat of the week. Uh, what's, What's the most important thing that happens in a Formula One race? You know, how, how do we determine who the winner is? It's whoever leads the last lap of the race. If you're in front at the end, you, you'll win the Formula 1 race. Okay, so let's look at who's led the most laps in 2021. Let's see if the math works out. We know that Hamilton has won the most races this year with three. Verstappen with two now. All right, Coming into a very crucial Baku Azerbaijan. But let's have a look. There's only four drivers that have led laps this season so far. Number four, Sergio Perez, 13 laps. Yeah, I'll forgive you for not remembering what those 13 laps are because I'm I'm struggling to picture it right now. He hasn't looked like he's been up there at all. Only finding pace when he's comfortably forgotten about back at about P5 or P6. Number Number three, Valtteri Bottas, 19 laps led. He did qualify on pole in in a race. So yeah, Valtteri, he's he's got a bit of pace about him. He's still got it. I don't know why we're hating on Valtteri so much. Also, the man showed us his tushy drive to survive. Always got to appreciate a man who gets buck naked for us all. Now this is the big, we know who the top two are. But let's have a discrepancy. Let's look at the discrepancy in laps led. Number two is Lewis Hamilton, Sir Lewis Hamilton. 75 laps led. For his three race wins. That doesn't seem like enough. You think of how dominant he's been. But, you know, he's he, he only needs to be leading at the end. That's all. And Max Verstappen. Sir, Sir Lewis Hamilton, 75 laps led. Max Verstappen, 222 laps led for his two victories. All right, yes, 70-odd of them were Monaco. Okay, Imola as well, start to finish. What was that, like 60-odd laps as well? So, yeah, yeah, that's going to take into a, a big, big factor there. But got to start conver- converting these lap leads into wins. But anyway, what do you think? That's just a, it's just a little bit of numbers today. Just a little bit of numbers, all right? Let's just tell ba da ba da bee ba 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 da bo. He's a stat man. Ooh, that was a good stat. It was okay. yeah, such a good stat. Such a such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, is pretty cool. Yeah. Ba da ba 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 da bo. Ba 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 da
0: bo.
2: Okay, we need to have a chat. I was going to make this my extra content. For the patreon i need to share it with all of you the Valtteri Bottas versus George Russell debate is servicing once more and it is stupid yes the fact that we're comparing George Russell to Valtteri Bottas is moronic now Valtteri can barely make it to Baku getting stranded at airports but we all knew this was going to happen it doesn't help that Valtteri is the quiet serious type, and George Russell is the shirtless Instagram God British man. George has been crowned the next driver up at Mercedes and paying his dues at the woeful Williams F1 team. Sitting back, patiently waiting, buying his time while watching all his buddies around him, Charles Leclerc, Lando Norris, and more, get wins, pole position, points, and more. George Russell is the guy in high school that is friends with the really hot chick, the kind of slutty exploring her body chick, but dating all, she's dating all the wrong men. He's in love with this girl. She's friend zoned him. He's just sitting back waiting for her to settle down, and pick him cause he's a nice guy. But no, she wants the bad boys. Never giving him the time of day. That's Mercedes. Mercedes is the hot slutty friend, slutty chick in high school. George Russell's the friend zone. He just wants a chance. A chance to prove himself. The problem we all have now as well as the Sky Racing team. The Crofties, the Brundles, the Chandocks, the Buttons and so on. They are all George Russell fanboys. Loving every single thing he does. Mr. Saturday they crowned him. Always out qualifying his teammate. blah de blah blah blah-blah-blah-blah. You do realise his teammate is Nicholas Latifi, right? A guy who was only in the seat... Because of his dad. A guy who was being outdriven by rookie Mick Schumacher in a fucking huss. If only there was a way we could see how George Russell would go in a Mercedes against Bottas. Well, we had that chance last year in Bahrain. Sakia Grand Prix. And George Russell looked good. By the way, Perez, that win. Oh my lord. But George Russell looked good. Really good. Hamilton was out with the Rona and Russell was dominating. I think he, he was the third or fourth most led laps in 2020, all because of that race. Leading, He was leading that race once more. But once again, the Mercedes pit crew fuck over Bottas and also fuck over Russell, and we are left with both Mercedes struggling to finish inside the top 10 and secure some points. Russell's first points in Formula 1. That's what that's what happened in a Mercedes. We had a perfect opportunity to see a proper comparison between the two and that was what we got. What we got actually was a fucking shit show from the Mercedes pit crew ruining it for everyone once again. Let's fast forward to 2021 Imola in the wet where Bottas struggles. He he cannot drive a car in the wet. Which is so surprising to me. Turkey last year, he's still spinning. I think his car is still facing the wrong way from that race. What did he spin six times in that race? Imola, just a little bit of a drizzle. Yeah, everyone was going off, but he, that Mercedes. But let's have a look. Russell was looking for a pass in P9 on Bottas. Yes, yeah, so Williams was about to pass Mercedes in P9 and he swerved into Bottas. Managing to take them both out of the race. He got onto the throttle a little bit too quickly. Left rear was on the grass at the time. And it just cooked him, veered him left, straight into Bodhass, took them both out of the race. It was clearly Russell's fault, with Russell putting the blame on Bodhass, questioning what is he doing all the way down in ninth to begin with. Alright, so let's fast forward to now. People are calling for Russell to take Bottas' seat once more. Some suggesting it needs to happen right now. Others saying at the end of the season, George Russell himself saying, he wants it sorted by the summer break. He wants to know where he's driving in 2022 by the summer break. But you need to ask yourself why? Does George Russell even deserve a shot in a Mercedes? Do Mercedes owe him that much? See I was going to compare stints both drivers had with Williams But that isn't really fair to Russell I was going to look at the potential that Russell has But that's just a guessing game We all crown him as this excellent driver Because he what? Gives good interviews? Because he was okay in F2? This isn't Formula 2 This is Formula 1 racing It really comes down to one thing and one thing only Why the fuck? Should Mercedes do it? They shouldn't. Hamilton is the reigning world champ, the current world champ. Mercedes are the reigning Constructors' champions. So why fix anything? Nothing's broken. What you're doing right now, Mercedes, is perfect, is what you want, what every Formula One team wants to do. It's win, time after time. It's win so much that people start hating you. You know, people start hating Sir Lewis Hamilton. Why? Because he wins too much. People started hating Michael Schumacher towards him. It got boring, he won too much. In fact, Bottas, the last two seasons has finished second in the Drivers' Championship to Hamilton. So why would Mercedes panic? It's race five into a 23 race season. There are a lot of races to come and Hamilton, as well as Mercedes, will continue to fight back. If Mercedes change anything during the season, it will be the dumbest move ever in Formula 1. Do I think George Russell is a talented driver? Of course I do. Is he better than Bottas? Probably. But he needs to fucking prove it. Beating Latifi every weekend is not enough to be handed the keys to the fastest car on the grid. What are your thoughts? Head over to the socials at Parking in my family, Twitter, Insta, Facebook to discuss... I just don't think you need to do anything just yet. Mercedes aren't in trouble. What well, they—they've got Hamilton and P2 on the drivers' championship right now. they are sitting P2 on the constructors' championship with a lot of races to come. Um, and they're the reigning champs, and they've done nothing wrong in the last five years, six years, whatever it is. They—they dominate. And you want to—you want to mix it up now because some shirtless Instagram boy speaks out about it. Wattas just goes about his business. He sits back with a Heineken and says traditions. That's all he does. He gets his kid off in, on the camera. Not just shirt off. He gets the kid off. And let me know what you what you think. Head over to the blah blah blah's on the socials at Parker in my Ferme. Twitter. Instant. Facebook. Oh we are we in those DMs waiting for you to come by? crosses the line and he does go pole! 147.7 Lance Stroll is on pole for the first time in his career!
1: Said
2: P1. P1. Yes, boys! <laughs> Let's go! Let's go!
0: <laughs> yes! Brad, I want to hear you say it, mate. That's pole position.
1: I want to hear you say it! That's pole position, Lance. Pole position.
2: Let's go! Oh, ho, ho, Baku is upon us. Free practice starting shortly. A few hours away. I am excited. But you know what that means. We now need...
1: Coldy's Top 5. That's it.
2: these Top 5 things that are going to be happening in Baku. Now, these are... the. This is not the recap of the race that I did earlier. No, no, no. These are the Top 5 specific things... That are going to happen. So you can turn to your mates. You can text them right now. You can, well better yet, you can tell them to listen to the podcast. Subscribe, follow, like, blah, 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 blah. But this is where you can tell them all these specific things that are going to happen. And make yourself look like a genius at the end of the weekend. Let's break it on down. Call
1: top five. Oh yeah, top
2: five things that are happening this weekend in Baku, Azerbaijan. Number five. Max Verstappen's going back-to-back. Back. Nothing is stopping that kid. He will win, just like he did in Monaco. It will be comfortable, too. I don't think he's going to have any pressure put on him whatsoever. He will get pole position in the race. He will pull away. There, I think there will be uh, some yellow flags. Probably a red flag, just because there's no uh, real runoff area. There is that um, runoff area after turn one. But... I think he will definitely... They'll bunch the field up again, but he'll get another great restart. and He's going to win. He'll probably win by, I think, 10 seconds or more. Yep, I'm saying it right now. Max Verstappen will win this race by 10 seconds or more. He'll probably take a five-second penalty just for shits and giggles. And it's going back to be back-to-back. But do I think that Mercedes are then out for the year? No, 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 no. He's not going to pull away with it. He's going to win this weekend. Mercedes are going to regroup and claw back next week and, or next race, I should say. So that is number five. Number four, Mercedes are going to struggle again. Now, don't get it twisted. When I say Mercedes are going to struggle again, it is not like Monaco. They're not going to have a DNF and then someone down in P6 or P7, whatever he finished. All right, it's going to be, they're going to be a little more competitive than that. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I did say that, One of the wheel guns is gonna fall into Bottas's lap and then tighten his nuts or loosen them. Alright. And and that Hamilton wheel crash. Look, do I actually think that's gonna happen? I don't know. I don't know. But I I think they're gonna be more successful than Monaco, but they're not gonna be up to Red Bull standards. But that's just because of the type of track it is. It is those tight ninety degree slow corners. With only the one flying straight. So they're not worried. They've come in saying they're going to struggle as well. They often do that though. They say that every weekend. But nah, no, no, no. Mercedes will struggle. It just won't be to the level of Monaco. But they're not winning the race. Number three, Yuki Tsunoda gets worse. Now, I am a proud man. I don't like to admit when I'm wrong. But... Because it never happens That's why That's why Moving on No Yuki Tsunoda The rookie sensation Out of Japan For the Alpha Tauri I had him Pipped as the next great thing I thought he was going to Really come in And shake things up Hit the ground running Because he looked great In pre-season testing He looked fantastic In Bahrain In the race number one Of the year But he's just going backwards He's not getting better He's regressing I said it earlier I think he finishes bottom five. I think the two Hass boys, then Latifi, then I think it might be Sonoda. I think he's going to struggle this weekend. Number two
1: in Cody's top five. Cody's
2: top five. Number two, Hass boys crash out. Now, I think they're going to crash into each other. And I think it's going to be early on. I think it's going to be lap one or two. The two Hass boys are going to crash into each other. And absolutely take each other out and ruin it for everyone else. That's what's going to happen. There's not much more to it. And the number one thing that happens in Baku Azerbaijan is Danny Rick is going to turn things around. Yeah, I said earlier he's, he's not making it out of Q2. No, 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 no. I lied. I told a little porky pie earlier on just to get you on your toes, just to keep you guessing, you know? We ain't guessing no more. Number one thing in. Cody's Top 5. Cody's Top 5. Number one thing. Danny Rick is turning it around. He's. Top 5. Top 5 for Danny Rick. That's what's happening. Take it. Go. Go. Go to your bookie right now. Win a million dollars. Sign up to be a patron. Because Danny Rick is turning. Things around. What do you guys think? Did I miss out on anything at all? That was Goldie's top five. If, I, if I'm wrong, head over to the socials at it in my firm, and let me know. I'm I'm a big boy. I can handle it. Slide into those DMs. I'll be sitting back, arms wide open, ready to catch you. Embrace, embrace you, brace your fall. Make sure, make sure you don't get no boo-boos. Don't hurt yourself. That was Goldie's top five. Oh, I'm so excited. Baku is happening shortly. One of my favourite races, And I haven't even mentioned that Charles Leclerc is stupid. But no, no, of course not. Of course not. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for another show. Episode 43 is in the bank. Ready to be plucked from the tree of Formula One podcast. So if you if you enjoy it, head over to Parking in My Firmate and listen to all the rest. Or make sure you subscribe and follow. Get your friends around. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's grow, baby. Let's become the number one. Take that WTF1 podcast. Take that Park Ferme podcast. Take that Beyond the Grid. I'm coming for all of you. But thank you so much again. Hit up the socials at Parking in my Ferme Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm on them all. I'm on them all. And if you want to support the channel, go to the Patreon. Become a member. Sign up. Get a shout out. Potentially. Depending on how many of you sign up. But... Guys, I'm looking very, very excited this weekend. I cannot wait for the Baku Grand Prix Azerbaijan. And Max Verstappen going back to back. You heard it here first. But that's that's it guys. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Thanks for listening.